1: Good morning, and welcome back to your Partner in Success Radio. I am your host, Denise Griffiths, and today I'm thrilled to once again welcome a very special guest, Melanie Benson. Now, she has been joining me here since 2010. We've been getting along for a long time, but Melanie is not just any guest. She's an authority amplifier and possibility igniter for expertpreneurs. I love that, and she's dedicated to showing you how to stand out in a crowded market and attract high-paying clients and opportunities. And with a track record that speaks volumes, Melanie has been accelerating results for her clients since 2000, often seeing a staggering three- to five-time increase in revenue within the first six months. And as the, top, as the host rather of the Top 1.5% podcast, I'm only at 2%, I've got some catching up to do. Her podcast is Amplify Your Success and the co-host of Next Level Influence. Melanie always brings a wealth of knowledge and insight to our conversation, and today I'm really excited because the last time she was here, we dove into the powerful strategy of how to leverage OPP, other people's podcasts, to add six figures in new business. It was an episode that resonated with many of you, but today we're talking about something slightly different, and I'm very eager to catch up and explore the latest developments in her journey, her innovative approaches to business growth, and the transformative advice she has for entrepreneurs. And we're going to talk about that. Melanie, welcome back to your Partner in Success Radio. We were just trying to figure out if this is your fifth, sixth, or seventh time you've been here. Well, it's funny. Thank you for having
0: me back. Uh, When we were talking about it, I thought, I think we actually had this conversation the last time, and I think we landed on the sixth time the last time so that would make this the seventh time
1: well that makes you the most invited person here because we can catch up with you so
0: <laughs> i'm honored
1: <laughs> so anyway i asked you to come back at very short notice i admit to chat about the bold growth event that you hosted i was there for all three days and i have to tell you i've never done that before Yeah, it's something that really struck a chord with me. And this event is something that I think our listeners need to hear about, especially those looking to take their businesses to the next level. And it's not every day that we see something so impactful for experts and entrepreneurs. And to go back just a tad, when I looked, I said three days, oh, geez. And I started looking at my calendar. Can I make it? Can I make it? Can I make it? But because it's you and because I genuinely appreciate the work you do, I had to make it work and I was there and I was so proud of myself. I did all three days. You made it worth every minute of it. So thank you.
0: Thank you. That's such, um, it's such exquisite feedback. And, and just so the listeners understand, it wasn't three full days. It was three, no. two hours, uh, segments, but it's still making a commitment to come back for three days is huge. And I want to acknowledge you for coming back and being present and doing the full process, because as you know, each day built on the next day and the transformation and the breakthroughs really occurred for people who did show up for for all three segments.
1: And I noticed that and I was watching, you know, in the chat, people were just going, oh my gosh, you know, and they were talking about what had been happening and what was happening with them now. So let's, and I think you at some point had mentioned that this event was something that you'd been thinking about, but never quite pulled the trigger on because of time and, you know, business gets in your way. What made you finally just say, I'm doing it. It needs Mm -hmm. to be done.
0: Well, there's a couple of things that happened. You know, one, I used to do something many years ago that was more of a challenge format. And there were five days involved in the challenge format plus a bonus day. And what happened when people went through that five-day experience and incorporated each step that I laid out for them was massive. Like people were writing me about their breakthroughs. Uh, I had people applying to work with me. Uh, I built a huge uh, audience around this concept. And then as we often do, I had some other things that started to pull at my attention. The podcast release took off. I had a lot of other things that I was doing, like you know, our regular Million Dollar Visibility Masterclass, and so it just kind of got parked. But then last year, or last couple of years, actually, I started to notice how many people were best-kept secrets because they were not willing to take action to be seen at another level. They were um, doing the things they knew about, like as I talk about in the event, the known zone. They're really stuck in their known zone, but they're not getting more uh, clients. They're not getting those greater uh, opportunities showing up. They're not getting paid to speak, right? So whatever their dream was, it wasn't occurring for them. And it simply was because they weren't taking bold enough steps. So I thought when I was in like November, October, I just knew, I'm like, I have to teach it again, and sometimes we get this just knowing that shows up in our, you know, like our. We think about it when we're driving. It comes to us in the shower. It pops into conversations, and it wouldn't leave me alone, Denise. And I finally was like, okay, I guess I'm, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to do it as a challenge. I'm going to do this as an event, because I do believe that there's something very powerful that happens when we have the bold growth decision to host an event, whether it's in person or virtual. And so I'm like, I'm I I'm gonna make space for it. It becomes a priority. And we all know that when something's a priority, we make
1: time for it. Absolutely. And what you're describing, I get my God winks. I call them God winks when I'm in the shower without fail. And I have learned that if I'm something is poking an arrow at me going, Denise, pay attention, Denise pay attention, like you did with this thing. I pay attention, it's like I'm putting everything aside that I can put aside, I'm making room, and you just have to do it, but when I'm in the shower, that's when downloads come fast and furious, so I take bathtub crayons in there with me because I, I love it. it. I, do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I scribble all over the shower wall. And you know, once the, the steam abates a bit, because I take showers hot enough to steam cabbage, I go in there and I take pictures of it, wipe the walls down. And I haven't forgotten anything because they are God winks. They're coming to, they're not coming from inside my own brain. They're coming from, I don't know, serendipity, angels, spirits, God, I don't know where they're coming from, but I'm like, I'm listening. I'm li- I'm scribbling. Here I am. <laughs> Pay attention.
0: Yeah. And maybe we don't have to know where they come from, but the, I think for a lot of us, this is about knowing what to say yes to. Yes. And like, there's these little distinctions between what I oftentimes refer to as a bright, shiny idea and something that is really meant to move you. And it's going to feel bold. It's going to feel out of reach, I unpacked this quite a bit at the event, like, how do we know that it's a bold growth step we're taking? It's probably scaring the living the heck out of you.
1: And yet, oh, yeah. you know, you got to do it. It's <laughs> exactly right. And you did. And the the people that were in there were just fascinated. I mean, I didn't see anybody going, Oh, I can't do that. they were like, mm-hmm. where do I start? How do I start? Tell me more. Mm-hmm. And that's really, What people need when we're asking questions, when we're looking for advice, or we're looking for a pat on the head, or we're looking for, hey, Denise, why the hell haven't you done this, which you have done with me on occasion, and thank you for that. You know, we don't need a babysitter. We need somebody to show us what can happen if we take bold moves. Mm
0: -hmm. And sometimes it starts with a bold decision, right? Right. Um, Part of the reason why I added possibility igniter to how people introduce me is, I think sometimes um, people forget that there's a possibility beyond what you see. And it takes being exposed, like immersing yourself in a situation, going to an event, being around people who think and do things differently than you do to get that spark of inspiration of what's possible. And then when you know something's possible, that's when you get to decide, okay, I'm going to pursue that. And I have to become the person that can pull that off or I need the resources that will help me or I need a clear strategy, right? Whatever the thing is that you need. And being a possibility igniter is one of the funnest jobs I have on this planet because there are so many people who don't have what they want or what they need because they don't know what's possible. And they're just hanging out in their comfort zone. I like to call it the known zone, doing what they know, but not getting what they want.
1: And I have been guilty of that. I'm still guilty of it. So one of the things that, I mean, We all do that. It's like, oh, I'm comfortable. I'll worry about it tomorrow. I'll procrastinate later type of thing. But one of the things that, and you talk about, you know, becoming, going from an entrepreneur to being the industry's best kept secret to a recognized leader, there's, there's a stretch there. Listen, I'm good at what I do, but I don't think that I'm all that well known. I would like to be. In fact, I intend to be but what are the steps? Let's talk about boldness. Where, where do we go? Say I can do that. I can do that. Oh, crud. I'll have to do it tomorrow. Where do we go? Well,
0: again, this starts with deciding that it's time to be known and to be seen as an authority mm-hmm. because there's benefits to that. Right. So let me just, let me um, sidestep for just a second and say, here's some of the benefits of that when people are evaluating more than one vendor who does something similar, the person who comes across with more authority and more results and more, um, you know, like they they have the ability to deliver an outcome they want, they're more likely to choose that person. And oftentimes authority positioning helps you educate your market that you are capable, that you have a track record, right? So there's that. Um, authority also, turns on a faucet of opportunities. And when people tell me, especially when they come in and they start my 100K at three accelerator program, which is like a 12 week intensive where we help people really become the uh, known authority in their market. They tell me like, I- I've been doing this forever, but I'm not getting a lot of invitations to speak or I'm not getting a lot of invitations to be on someone's summit. That's because people don't know what you are an expert at. So, there are three stages that people move from. Stage one is you you're an entrepreneur, you're a service professional, you're a coach or whatever, right? And you've been trained and you've been doing what you're doing, and you're you know you're starting to build. And in that stage,, uh, you may not feel like an expert yet, but you do have something you do well. And what I typically do there is I'm looking for what is the superpower? the thing that you do, you do it so naturally, so effortlessly, so organically that you don't even realize it has massive value to other people. That's what you start to lean on because then we move you to stage two, which is expert. An expert has a proven track record. They're doing the thing that their superpower is. They have a specialty. They may not know what it is, but it's getting results and you're starting to become aware. Huh? When I do this, I get my clients to do that. Or I, I'm really good at this thing in growing a business, right? You start to become aware. There is a, a, something that you do that people get massive value from. But usually at the expert stage, there are other people who have similar offerings. And you haven't yet learned how to distinguish yourself between, uh, against everybody else who does something similar. And you're still a bit of a best kept secret. And the trick to get from best kept secret expert to authority is to really amplify the reach of your work in the world, to dial in your messaging so that people lean into, they they literally hear themselves and see themselves in the message you put out. And they're raising their hand going, uh, yeah, that's me. And they want to learn more. At the authority stage, you're flipping from pitching people to having a steady stream of invitations sliding into your inbox or your DMs with, hey, would you want to do that? Uh, Hey, can you speak at my event? Hey, I've got you in mind for something. Are you available? And it just kind of shifts the efforting so that you're focusing on growth instead of I've got to keep feeding the visibility machine. And I'm hitting some high notes here, Denise, as I'm sure you know. But the big arc from nobody knows what I'm doing, but I have an expertise. I have a track record. I have something that's valuable to, okay, people get what I do. And this is getting a lot easier is literally, what do you want to be known for? What is your superpower? How do we monetize it so that you are able to Have a easy, consistent, at a minimum six figure business, if not a five to six figure month, right? Like six figure months is really uh, where many people can land with this because you know how to solve a valuable or sorry, a costly problem. And you have a valuable solution that people crave and you've learned how to educate the market. You're the one to choose to do it.
1: And see, that's, you hit on something that I think is a problem for so many of us. Look, I'm a web developer by trade. I have a real job. It's building websites and it's, you know, working with social media for my clients. I do my podcast because I love it. But oftentimes I'll get in my own way. I get so busy working on other people's projects and I put my own aside. I cannot tell you how much that irritates me, but I do it. Mm. We all do it, I think. Common issue, Denise, very common issue. I was afraid of that.
0: <laughs> Doesn't mean there's not a solution, but... Okay, that's yeah. what I'm,
1: I'm looking for. But yes. yes, I was listening to everything going on in this event going, been there, done that. Oh, crud, I'm still doing that. But I have to tell you, as soon as I got about midway through the third day... I think there was a bit of a break and, you know, I, I jumped into my email very quickly and all of a sudden a woman that I had not spoken with in 10 years or better said, Denise, I need podcast help. Really? Where well, I'm working with her now. It just happened. 10 years have gone since we spoke last, hmm. but she's still Don't you love that. I do. and And there's no reason why we're just busy. She's on the other part of the country and, you know, we we you know we'll catch up with each other a little bit on on Facebook. Yeah, hey, I like your thing. But when she thought of podcasting, she came to me. So apparently, somewhere along the line, people are paying attention. But and, you know, I thank you for my new client. And I thank you for it. But it's not enough.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I need to be you're better. Yeah, you're surfacing something, Denise, that I think is worth talking about. It's really, you know, I talk on day three, one of the things I talk about is quantum growth multipliers. And that's where we started getting a lot of oohs and ahs. <laughs> it was like <laughs> light bulb moments, right? And um one of the things we didn't talk about, but really is a growth multiplier, is consistent right action. What I see a lot of people doing is they're they're busy. With things that aren't necessarily moving the needle revenue-wise or impact-wise or influence-wise for that matter, but they feel like they're invisible in their marketplace, and or they've tried being more visible and they've tried doing the things that everybody says will build authority, but because they don't really have their um, like their system together, they don't have their messaging really uh, clarified. It's you know they're kind of like testing different topics they're getting there there's they're like um they're oh, trying, trying to think of the word it's a they're t- doing too many things and they're putting it's too many shot. different messages out yeah, and they're I've not necessarily recognized because nobody still knows what they do there's a woman in my industry she's such a lovely lady and i adore her she's really lovely i mean i've just enjoy every conversation we've ever had but I remember thinking like, I don't really know what she does. And so one day she'd be talking about, um, you know, like she does stuff with animals. And so one thing, one day she's talking about animals. The next day she was talking about a summit she was putting on. Another day she's talking about client attraction. Another day she would talking about something else. And I'm like, I don't really know what her specialty is. So I don't know where to plug her in to the opportunities that are coming across my life or my, you know, my desk. And that's what I want you to think about as you're listening in is how can someone recognize where you fit in and how how they can plug you into an opportunity? Because I promise you, if you're doing a good job being visible and you're not getting leads, it's because you're confusing your market and they don't know how to use you, what to do, how to book you, what to invite you to. Because you have too many things that you're doing.
1: Good point. And I I know I'm guilty of that to some degree and probably more degree than I would like. I remember I had a podcast guest many years ago and I'm known as a nerd in stilettos. Well, that came about by exactly what you're talking about. Because he said, Denise, in, in the show, he said, Denise, what is it that you do? And nobody ever asked me that. And I went, uh, well, I'm a web developer. I do social media marketing. I mean, you know, I'm a cat herder. Looks like Nordstrom's threw up in my closet. I guess I'm a nerd in stilettos. He said, call me when this is over, which I always do. And he said, why have you not kind of sorted through all of that and, you know, tagged yourself as a, a nerd in stilettos? I have a computer science degree. I have shoes everywhere. It made sense. Here's the thing, Melanie, when they Academy Award publicist tells you to do something, you go do it. But he tagged me on it. He said, why aren't you paying attention to this? I didn't know to. I've got too many things going on. Mm -hmm. And I suspect that that's exactly what you're talking about with, you know, you can't slot somebody in because we don't know ourselves. We know we can Mm -hmm. do a lot of things really well, but we're not honing in on the one thing that we can really capitalize on and be of service to other people. Okay,
0: so let's let's unpack that a little bit because I suspect a whole bunch of multi-passionate people just um lost their mind, right? They're like, no, Uh-oh. don't <laughs> ask me to pick something. You have and to. Well, so so here's an interesting little dance for people, right? So we, you open up this conversation about like, how do we take some bold action? For some people, the boldest thing you will do is you will choose to specify to have a specialty and to be known for that. That may be the boldest thing you choose to do this year because you're realizing right now as Denise and I are exploring this, that you've been trying to be everything to everybody And you have lots of passions, but you've been trying to fit all those passions into a business and yeah, nobody knows what you do. And that may be why the business isn't growing the way you'd hoped. So that might be someone's journey right now. The other possibility is it's time for you to build what's called an umbrella brand, right? And to really look at how do the pieces fit together? And what have I not looked looked at up to now that would actually, if I really leaned into it, it would set me apart from everyone else that does something similar, because you're bringing through a unique quirk in your personality. You're, uh, you know, like you're putting pieces together that other people don't. So I'll just throw something to your way, Denise. You've talked about I love website, you know, building websites, but it's a lot of work. You're really passionate about podcasting. You've had a really long-standing radio show, then turned podcast. You have a powerful reputation as a really great host. You Your show gets amazing listens, right? So you have some expertise you can bring to the table and you like shoes and cats. <laughs> so it's there's bad. a way, right? Well, I mean, but there's a way to weave that into your authority brand. But so when I'm working with clients, uh, helping them develop their authority brand, one of the things we look at is, does it all need to be in the brand? Maybe, maybe not does it help you bond with your ideal clients to have it in the brand? Maybe, right? So one thing that someone in your situation might look at and say, well, if I love developing websites and I love helping people build podcasts, one of the things that might make me really unique in my community is what if I specialize in helping people launch podcasts, but I also can help them bring a very powerful show page to life that gets them more traction to their, their website. Because a lot of people are sending all their traffic to podcast uh, streaming services like Apple or Spotify or whatever their services. And they're missing out on the benefit of driving that traffic back into their website. So you know, random ideas, but these are the things that I look at is like, how do we start to integrate what feels disconnected in different directions into an umbrella brand or a unique offering in the marketplace?
1: And I'm so glad you brought that up because after listening to those, you know, three days and kind of unpacking it, to use your term, I do love to build websites. You know, I'm a nerd. I, you know, I, I build them when I'm standing over the stove, I can see them in my head But I want to teach people what I know about podcasting. My podcast is 16 years old. She's old enough to drive now. I mean, it's time for me to share what I know, right? And to your point, I can help build a phenomenal podcast-only website where you can put your blog, you can put your forms, you can put everything in there. I'm moving towards that. I am going to simplify, simplify, and get very clear on who I am and what I offer to the world, hmm. exciting well,
0: no i'm I think you're I know what your bold decision was coming out of the event yep. <laughs> that's it well, you know, and that that was the first day, right? The first day was what's the bold decision you need to make? who do you need to be known as to really start moving the needle around your ability to be seen and recognized and to get visibility, to get clients, to be able to open up collaborations, right? Like we have to be known
1: for something. Sounds like you're claiming that. I am. And you talked a lot in, you know, and you and I have talked about this too about collaboration. And I think that's something that people don't necessarily pay much attention to or give much weight to let's talk about collaboration because we cannot do it all on our own.
0: No. And I, you know, whether you want to call it momentum or rising tide i I see collaboration as one of the tried and true um, growth multipliers, quantum growth multipliers in my case. and I you know there's a lot of ways to collaborate, and so sometimes I'll talk about collaboration and people start to have all of their fears, their limiting beliefs their their known zone <laughs> starts to take over and they remember the people that took advantage of them or it didn't turn out the way they'd hope or felt like a lot of work, right? Park all that, put it on the side, just put a little pause there for a second. And I want to explore what it might look like to have a steady stream of really amazing peers who already serve your ideal audience, open a door and invite you to share your message on stages and platforms and podcasts where your people are searching for solutions. That in essence is the simplest version of collaboration. The podcast, the, uh, the podcast invitation, the uh, inviting someone to speak at a virtual summit, doing a giveaway, you know, those are really simple transactions that can have a huge impact to your audience building, to your list building, to attracting clients. And it doesn't have to be these complicated JV, um, you know, you mail 17 times to your list <laughs> and I'll send you a commission check for the people that buy, right? It doesn't have to be really overly involved. It can be very simple.
1: And I'm so glad you said that, Melanie, because I've been working or attempting to work with a a business partner about something again, to do with podcasting that we've been talking about for at least a year. That's embarrassing to admit. And I got in my own way big time because I am a techie nerd. I mean, I can think of the most complicated ways to do something. Even at the same time, I'm telling my clients, keep it simple, stupid. Well, I did not take my own advice. And after I walked away from that third day, I went, ha, I mean, seriously, I was walking around. You're going to laugh at me. I was walking around in the living room holding an invisible light bulb over my head because I felt that <laughs> goofy. It's like I could see the light bulb, and it was a giant one. I, <laughs> I was so like, wow.
0: want a picture of that, Denise. <laughs> yeah.
1: My cats are looking at me like, "Uh, we're just going to take a seat. You do what you need to do. Just don't forget to feed us. But I mean, I really walked around literally with my head and my hand over my head with this invisible light bulb because I needed that moment and I was able to over this past weekend sit down and completely rework the entire thing and we launch in two weeks. It's like oh my
0: gosh that's
1: fantastic simplify
0: to multiply. Yes
1: that's exactly right and I mean I thank you for that because I kept beating myself up. I was feeling bad. I've got things to do nanny I was whiny and poor my poor partner i was dragging him with me and i said why didn't you tell me i was making it difficult he said cuz it all made sense to me until we kept it simple stupid now it makes perfect sense so yeah don't make it difficult on yourself
0: and what denise is referring to that is on day 3 in talking about quantum growth multipliers one of the tenets of that is simplify And so many people are focusing on perfection or they're making things too complicated or they've got too many moving parts and it keeps them from actually getting to go, right? (laughs) The start button can't get pressed because there's too many things in the way. And really, if you look at what are the three most important things that I do, that when I do them, I get a burst of revenue. I get a burst of client interest. I get a burst of visibility opportunities. I get a burst of whatever is relevant to you. That's the thing that always comes first. So Denise, going back to the very beginning of this conversation, you said, Melanie, why did you want to do an event like this? Well, when I do events like this, I get a burst of the top three things that matter to me. I get invitations to speak. I get partners coming out of the woodwork uh, wanting to do all kinds of cross-promotional things. And I get clients, I get leads, I get people saying, I'm in, how do I work with you? And here's the interesting thing. I, I, one of the things I've learned, and I teach this in my 100K 3 Accelerator because I find it so such a valuable shift in perspective. Sometimes the sales are instant, right? Sometimes the people who join are instant. And we, we've had several people who are, uh, have either applied for the 100K at three accelerator or you know done something with us since the event. Um, and and you graciously inviting me to come on the show and talk about what what we all explored together. But the other thing that happens is people notice and you, they, they, you stay in their mind. And it may not be today and it may not be next week, but a few weeks from now or a few months from now or even a few years from now, They go, hey, I remember when you did this, I'm ready now. It might blow your mind, Denise, but every uh, 75% of the people in my last 100K Authority Accelerator have known me more than 10 years.
1: Oh, I don't doubt that a bit.
0: And they had never worked with me. One of them had worked with me 16 years ago. Everyone else, I'd been on their radar that long, but they never said yes. One of them even knew me from high school. Believe it or not. Yeah, that was kind of a crazy story, but it doesn't have to happen today. We're playing most of us are playing a long game.
1: Well, it has to be. And you know, we're talking about podcasting a bit here. Every once in a while, I'll hear somebody say, Well, nothing happened after I was on. They don't say it to me, but I've heard them say it to other people or read, well, I was on that podcast and I didn't get any sales. Oh my gosh. Well, you shouldn't have been on that podcast or starters if that's why you were there. But podcasting is a long game. Marketing is a long game. You know, it's rare that you're going to get instant gratification. You have to show up and be there all the time for however many months, years, decades it takes. You have to be there and you have to be consistent.
0: You know, you're bringing up something really important because I hear this a lot too. People know that I I teach how to profit from visibility from both sides of the microphone as a host and as a guest expert. And one of the things that I think is misunderstood is when you're not getting results, it's not because the platforms don't work. It's because you don't have the right system being executed on the platform. Do I have time to unpack this for a
1: minute? Yes, please do.
0: So I noticed very early on that I had something really extraordinary happening that when I would be a guest on someone else's show, and I was very blessed that I would have leads that would reach out to me and would book a consult. And then I recognized that people were then also, once I started my podcast, I would guest they would then come to my podcast and consume my podcast. And we would kind of have this nurturing happening uh, where they're getting an experience of me in one of my areas of authority. And by the time they reached out and booked a consult, they were pretty much already sold on working with me. It was just figuring out some details So I started to put two and two together and I'm like, it does work, especially when you have something in place that builds a relationship with the prospect before they raise their hand and say, I wanna know more. But then I started hearing all these people say, it's a complete waste of time. And what I realized is there are quite a few mistakes that people make when when they're out there on the circuit, they're guesting and it's actually disrupting the no like a trust factor it's disrupting the what i call the golden thread which is you get them interested with your topic you get them intrigued because they're listening and they're hearing themselves in what you're talking about they're resonating with the stories they're hearing themselves in in the you know the the solution you're unpacking or whatever story you're you're referring to and then they're invested in wanting more from you. And if you don't know how to build that powerfully and be in front of the right audiences, it's not going to work for you, right? And there's at least five payoffs from being a guest expert on uh, the right shows. One of them is clients, but there's so much more that comes out of it if you really know how to leverage the exposure and and, you know, look for the gold that's there. But you do have to be a great guest. You cannot wing it, Denise. That's actually mistake number one that I cover in this <laughs> in this report. I, ha- I have the scorecard I built for people. It's like, okay, you need to know what mistakes you're making. Winging it is a major mistake. It is the number one biggest mistake that people make.
1: That's true. It, it really is true. And this is one of the reasons I insist on doing a pre-interview and I've had some people that are pretty well known, big names, but they'll say, Oh, I don't have time to do a pre interview. Well, thank you. You have a nice day now. I well am comfortable with you if I haven't spoken with you and had some sense of who you are and how you're going to show up. That's exactly, just how I exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And and as a host, I know you could tell the people who really like own their expertise and their authority, but can do it in a way that's really bonding with the audience versus someone who's just there for self-promotional. Uh, you know, like there are people who are they're just doing the circuit because they want to sell more of their books. Or, and and again, I'm, I don't want to make anybody wrong. It's just I think we're le- leaving a lot on the table with the magic of what can happen when you really know how to be, and. Uh, Author, like I call it, I I, I said this in the event, like this is how we awaken uh, authentic authority because people bond with the authenticity.
1: They really do. Now you said you had five things. What, what are they? Do you mind sharing? Okay. Take me back. I was, I was so in the
0: moment. I don't remember which five (laughs) things I was talking about
1: we're talking about the things, if you're going to be a podcast guest and you're making mistakes. Mm, No, there's 17. Um, 17. I cannot remember
0: all of them right now. Give me the top (laughs) three. The top three are um, winging it, uh, generic gene, and that could be J-E-A-N or G-E-N-E. So it can be uh, whatever gene (laughs) you you express as. Um, Here's what that means. Your topic, as valuable as it is, is being, you know, like messaged in a way that is so generic, it doesn't stand out. It doesn't give anybody a sense of your unique energy. It doesn't give anybody, like, okay, why you over the 70 other people that have pitched that podcaster this month? Why you over them? Right. And so generic topics are really boring and they are very hard to get booked with. I was working with a guy um, who was a very talented speaker, very full of personality, had great energy. But when he came to me, he says, I'm not getting bookings. I don't understand what's wrong. Why is this not working for me? And I, so we went through his whole one sheet and I said, dude, like your topic is super vanilla. Like it's, what well, it's like so boring. And it was something like, how to be a high performance leader. And I'm like, I get that that means something to you, but it doesn't like have any pizzazz to it. Like you need some magnetic quality. And so we made over his topic a bit. And, you know, we worked on like how to pitch his topic in a way that really. Caused people to get like what his superpower was and it helped him like get a whole bunch of bookings on podcasts and he got another life stage and so really learning how to magnetize your message especially your topics is really important so that's number two um you know i there's there's so many how do i pick a third one um You know, here's one that's not, this is something that is pretty common and I I see this happen a lot and that is um, you don't really know. No, actually, I'm going to tell you a different one. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm battling in my brain over which one to share. Um, Let's talk about the pitch itself. And that is you don't really know how to pitch yourself. And this is one of my pet peeves, Denise, and that is I actually have a documented pitch process on my site. But you know what happens? Somewhere, somehow, somebody has gotten my email address and they pitch me personally. And I'm like, we don't respond to them. (laughs) And, you know, I I get pitches in the DMs. So what I would say is, if you are going to pitch somebody, see if you can figure out what their preferred pitch process is. But the thing, the cardinal sin, the thing I personally do not like, I never, ever want anybody to do is do not friend request me with a pitch request.
1: Yep. LinkedIn is bad bad form about that. Bad form. Yep. I will block you if you look interesting enough and I say, okay. And I almost know I can feel that tingle at the back of my head. I Mm -hmm. know to me, but I'll say, okay. I mean, instantly, goodbye. And I just block them. I don't answer. I don't have time. Yeah. And I know some
0: people are like, but how How how, do we, how are we supposed to pitch then, right? Well, so pitching is an art. It's something that you do need to learn. I, I do um, have a whole system on how to pitch so that you actually land the business. And my clients actually get booked on shows that do not take pitches because they're learning how to make the request in a way that really um, sets the host up for a win.
1: But one thing I think that... Say that again, because that's so important. So many people are pitching themselves, and I get a lot of agencies, a lot. Okay. Very few individuals will you know, get in touch with me. They have their people get in touch with me, which sounds a lot. But you have to, as a guest, you have to understand that your job really is to give the host and the audience a lot a lot of love and if you can't do that and get take yourself out of the equation to some extent you're not going to get booked
0: yeah it's not all about i mean i think the authority of you know like your credibility your wins and things like that can add um some energy to the pitch but you're not leading with that and what you need to lead with is what the value proposition is to the host and to the audience and exactly. learning how to do that is really what really uh, an art But I was going to say, Denise, there's something that people don't understand. And often when people say, I don't get booked, nobody's like paying attention to my pitches. I think they're just going into the delete folder. And I I audit their social media when they're coming into my program. And one of the things that I think people underutilize is the platform of social media to create a, a valuable asset for the host to lean on. So that might look like you have built a significant sized audience or, you know, that's not where everybody is. It's not a game changer or sorry, it's not a deal breaker. Um, Are you actually sharing what you do have already? Have you, do you consistently share when you've been featured somewhere? Do you have content that reinforces your expertise and your authority? So there's some congruence there. We can do so much and little secret, Denise, Sometimes that content gets you booked without ever having to pitch. If you I call it authority content, and there's a whole strategy I teach around it, but it's so powerful because you can literally create buzz and momentum without ever having to pitch a soul if you know how to position your content properly.
1: How did you learn all this? I mean, you just sound so smart. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing this kind of work for a long time, but I mean, even as long as I've known you and as long as I've listened to you and I do listen to your podcast, every once in a while, you'll pop up with something like, where'd that come from? How'd she learn that? I, well, first of all, everything I teach
0: is um, stuff that I have personally done or I do with my clients. Usually I've done it and then I do it with my clients to prove it out. And I invest in a
1: lot
0: of marketing. I invest in a lot of mentorship. I invest in a lot of really smart communities. I believe in the power of a rising tide. You know, I talked about this on day three of the Bull Growth event because people ask me all the time, like, what helps you kind of have this acceleration? It's because I invest in surrounding myself with talented, amazing people who are going places because it's so hard to move the needle on
1: your own. So that's what I believe in. And I do as well. And I need to get better about investing. It takes time and energy and it takes cash. Not all of us have the cash that we need at the moment. But I'm going to tell you all right now, if you come across something like Melanie's event and you just, you want to invest and you can't do it just then, put it on your list of things to do don't just go, Oh, well, that was nice. I can't afford it. Got to go. Now you find a way mm-hmm. to invest and learn. And it yeah, may you be decide. you have to you decide make decision and then you make it happen.
0: Yeah. It's the power of the decision that you're, you know, it's like you decide and, you know, it's interesting what happens when you make a decision because you, you know, like stuff that you can't plan on happens. You were mentioning that client coming out of the woodworks, um, just decide, oh. decide how, like, who do I want to be and what's the experience I want to have? And then make choices that line up with that. And, you know, yeah, sometimes things are going to be stretchy. They're going to feel out of reach, but if you're all in, you figure out how to be resourceful enough to get it. Not everybody that joins my programs knows how to make it all work financially in the beginning, but they become the person who aces it along the way. So that. That is something that happens when you decide. By the way, um, hopefully it's okay if I share this. I've had people saying, "Okay, I've been hearing a lot of buzz about the Bull Growth event. We have the recordings available for a very small uh, investment. It's you know the price of going out to lunch or like maybe a." Inexpensive dinner. <laughs> so, you know, there is not these uh, days,
1: it's lunch. Yeah, it's that's expensive.
0: That's, or it's a week at Starbucks, depending on how you want to look at it. Right. But uh, if you go to boldgrowthevent.com, uh, you can get access to the recordings, get the transcripts, get the workbook, and you can go through it in your own time and have the breakthroughs that Denise and the other. I don't know, however many people it was, uh, 70 plus people that joined us at the event.
1: And uh, I'd love to hear your breakthroughs. And you can hear me on the hot seat, sweating bullets. <laughs> <laughs> were
0: seat. You were great in the hot seat. You're great in the hot seat.
1: I know when you said, okay, we're going to do hot seats. And I was going, don't pick me. Don't pick me. Oh, crap. <laughs> Here we go. She picked oh, me. She picked mm-hmm. me. But it was, a but it was worth thing. it, wasn't it? It was. You, it was. you stretched like it, a little. I stretched twice so far. I mean, I've got two things going on that were not going to be happening until, I mean, out the back of my head, oh, I'll kind of do it later, whiny, whiny, whiny. Now I'm like, oh, no, I'm doing it now. And things got simpler. Once I made mm-hmm. those decisions, you know, Homer Simpson stepped up and said, keep it simple, stupid. And I did. And all of a sudden, it's working out well. But what Feedback. Let's talk about feedback because we get feedback from our podcast. We get it from the work that we do. We get it from how we show up in the world, and it's invaluable. So, going back to that event, what did attendees tell you about their experience, and how? Mm. This is really what I want to know. How will this influence your approach to future events? Oh, thanks for asking. Well, we do a
0: lot of act of um, active engagement with our audience to get them out of the complacency and the lull, right? Because <laughs> we're online. And one of the things that was feedback was people were so moved by us reaching out to them and saying, how was day one for you? What what did you learn? Or, you know, we might've reached out and said, uh, you know, we were reminding people, are you going to be there? Um, you know, we've we've kept a conversation going. We had a pre-event survey that allowed us to, get some better information about what people wanted to experience or what they wanted to learn, what their stuck spots were. So it really influenced uh, the design of, of some of the elements of what I taught. Uh, Some of the feedback was uh, like, there's somebody who used to run one of the biggest coaching and personal development training companies in our world, like top, top person. And he was there and he said, that he really appreciated what we covered all the way through, but in particular on day three, the growth multipliers. And he said it got him thinking in a completely new way about how he was going to approach a personal project that is really near and dear to his heart because it kind of stalled out for him as well. Uh, We had somebody who said that we really flipped their thinking and instead of feeling fear about uh investing, this was a, really an investment, investing in clarity and getting a strategy session and you know being able to focus. they felt empowered, so it took fear out of it and gave them uh empowerment to make a decision. Um, it, I mean, there's there was a lot of uh chat going on the whole way about big breakthroughs. I, I actually, one of my 100 k accelerator clients was there, and one of the things she said to me was, you know, Sometimes we need the mindset to go along with the growth steps. And so for her doing both at the same time, she had a huge breakthrough in how, what actions she was taking and decided to take a bold leap and uh, do this thing. I've been telling her she needed to do, which was host a certain kind of masterclass. So Everybody got something unique. And Denise, I think that's one of the things that I just loved about the way it was designed and the way people experienced it was everybody got the breakthrough they needed.
1: We did. I mean, I was watching the chat going, oh, I mean, I could see light bulbs going off all over the place. But one thing that I really, really appreciated was just, as you said, you had these conversations before, during, after. I would open up my email and go, oh yeah, i got to be there. I mean, it was already in my calendar, but you know, you, you need that extra, hey, you know, we go live in 30, you need to be there. But And this kind of goes back to what we we're talking about with podcasting, which I need to get, I have a lot of things going on with that and I'm really excited to do them. But one of the the mistakes that I see people making is the host is not really promoting it. The guest is not promoting it. The host is not asking for reviews. I'm religious about asking for reviews. And some of them just make my heart sing. Some of them are so sweet. But we have people who will say, oh, I've got a phone. I'm going to have a podcast. Let me tell you all something. It's work. If you don't have a strategy, if you don't have a plan, if you don't have a system, if you don't have help, I do most of mine myself, but every once in a while I need help with it. You better treat it like a business because it is your voice and it's your voice out there. If you don't have a plan, you don't have a podcast. And if you're not going back to what you were saying, chatting with people, staying in touch with them. I've got hundreds of books in this room, every one of which came from a podcast guest. I've read all of them. I'm in touch with many of them. Most of them, some of them are years and years old. I'll still post them because the podcast was great. You have to have a lot of love and a lot of respect for your guests and your guests need to do the same for your host. Now I'm stepping off my soapbox, so you can take over now.
0: I was going to say, that's probably one of the biggest um, complaints that podcasters have in general. And it's one of the things that I tell my clients is like, If you want to keep getting asked back and you want to um, like be invited to new shows, you need to be a really good guest and you need to figure out what's important to the host and do it. And as a minimum, you need to share the episode when it goes live. It blows my mind how many people pitch me and then never, ever like share it. And it's like, wow, okay. (laughs) But part of your magic is going to be what happens with your audience and that
1: exposure. So exactly. Listen, I know you've got to leave at the top. Is there anything else that you want our audience to know? How can you already told them how to find you, but what else do they need to know before I let you go?
0: Well, I get asked a lot of times about um, how all the pieces work together. You know, we talked about bold growth and bold mindset We've talked about, you know, the authority platforms, but there is a seven piece framework that when it comes together, that helps you generate million dollar visibility. And the million dollar visibility is about being profitable with your visibility, being able to attract not just clients, but opportunity that pays off over and over and over again. And I I think that if you're curious and, you know, whether or not the event rests, Resonates for you. If it does, great. Um, I don't know how long we will leave open the uh, access to the event, but it's open now, so you can jump on that. But if you go to Melaniebenson.com forward slash partner podcast, what you'll get is my million-dollar visibility framework. And I'll walk you through that. And uh, you'll even get an invitation to check out the training that goes with it because this is what moves the needle in a major way. Those seven factors working together in a synthesis around your superpowers. So Denise, thank you so much for inviting me back again. And thank you for being so open with sharing your breakthroughs and what what the event was like for you. I had so much fun putting it on. <laughs> and once I got past the you know the hard work part and I just dropped into like, I love doing this kind of
1: stuff. It was a total blast. I personally
0: grew by doing it.
1: Yeah, we could tell. Well, listen, I know you've got to go. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a fellow podcaster. I'm nipping at your toes. (laughs) Well, again, thanks for
0: all you're doing as well. And I appreciate the invitation to come back. And I look forward to connecting with you as you're listening in. I want to hear your breakthroughs from today. And if you love this episode, share it for Denise Give her a nice little rating and review in the platform that you like listening. She puts her heart and soul into the show. Let's give her some love for all she Thank does you. as well.
1: Thank you, Melanie. All right. go Bye, everybody. It. Listen to everybody in our audience. Go find Melanie. She's giving you the information that you need to go find her and go to her podcast. Go to Amazon, not Amazon reviews. Go to Apple reviews and leave her a review. She is fantastic at what she does and I have great admiration for her. So I will see you next week. Just look for us at your partner in Success Radio, and I will see you again. Thank you so much.
0: Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.